Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on June 5th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can go to our website, smlutheran.org. There, you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Neros, you can find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Hallie Parkins with the Gospel reading. A reading from Acts, the second chapter. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each other. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. People of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about anniversaries or what it feels like to return to a significant moment in time. Often, these moments catch me by surprise and I find myself looking back over the moment and over the time that has passed. It's like I'm feeling my way back through everything that has happened since then and everything that happened up to that moment for some kind of meaning or illumination to be revealed. And it dawned on me that the other day, uh, it's not quite been a year since we've been able to gather in person. And on a day when in the church year, uh, the scripture begins, they were all together in one place. It feels significant. 
And for two years, the opening lines held a promise that even though we were at home, even though we were not gathered together in the same place, we were still together. And that promise still holds true. We are still church, rooted and grounded. And it's been an expansive moment to imagine us without walls or borders as a church, that we are caught up in the movement of the spirit in the world that extends far beyond a sanctuary. And on Pentecost, we return to the anniversary of a moment where many people in many voices and languages explicitly understood one another in the power of the Holy Spirit. And if only we could understand each other like that moment. I hear it as a great place of convergence with communication and intention flowing into a place of clarity. Uh, they're able to understand each other, but they still have questions about what this all means. After a story like the Tower of Babel, where one language and one people are scattered and differentiated across the earth, this Pentecostal moment pulls it all together. The Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in their own language, they hear one another speaking about God's great deeds of power. All of them can communicate. All of them understand up to a point, but they don't know yet what it all means. Through the voice of a prophet, we understand this moment of God's Spirit pouring out among them through prophetic words on fire for their children, of their visions and hopes for the world being animated now as elders dream dreams. Through the voice of a prophet, we understand this moment of God's Spirit pouring out among them through the prophetic words on fire of their children, of their visions and hopes for the world, as elders dream dreams, and ones with the least power speak words on fire too. And I come back to this anniversary of language and vision with an echo of the first words on fire with the love of God in this world. These words echo in the first words that spoke over the deep and illuminated the world, the words of the spirit that animated clay into human beings and that animate the winds of the sail of what we know as a church, the love of God for the service of our neighbor as the very foundation of what we mean as people of God. Because there is no text that speaks without context in our ancient place or now, we relate to the Spirit in many different images and try and catch meaning in them. We hear of tongues of fire that alight on people and that stir folks into action. Or sometimes we talk about spirit like a dove or a wild goose as some Celtic Christians imagine as raucous and honking as that is. And we talk about it as both fire that strengthens and empowers and breath that gives us peace. Walter Brueggemann says the Bible struggles to find adequate vocabulary to speak about and name this unutterable, irresistible, undomesticated force that surges into history to liberate, heal, remake, and transform. We are left with this code term in the Old Testament, ruach, uh, the Hebrew word to speak about what we know but cannot say. Mechtild of Magdeburg, the 13th century mystic, says of the Holy Spirit as the source strikes its note, humanity sings. The Holy Spirit is our harpist and all strings which are touched in love must sound. 
Archbishop Desmond Tutu in that image of breath that animated clay in God's hands says that God is continually breathing into our nostrils as the Holy Spirit is present with us. And I return to the words of Frederick Buechner today, uh, a writer who equates spirit and equates breath and equates life as the aliveness and power of your life. And to speak of your spirit or soul, it just is to speak of the power of life that is in you. When your spirit is unusually strong, the life in you usually is unusually alive and you can breathe it out into others' lives, becoming literally inspiring. And also that God has a spirit is spirit, as we hear in Apostle John's words, and that God is the power of the power of life itself and has breathed and continues to breathe life into God's creation and inspires it. The Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is highly contagious. And perhaps uh, he would rephrase that in today's time and place, uh, given the pandemic. And when Peter and his friends were caught up in it at Jerusalem and Pentecost, everybody thought they were drunk, even though the sun wasn't yet over yard arm. And they were. And I trust there are moments in your life when you feel that spirit of something unknowable and unutterable that might take shape in you like Ruah or like tongues of fire or something that has interceded when you've had sighs too deep for words or maybe animated you in a movement of something more in the spirit of life. I think God's spirit is pouring out through prophetic visions, prophetic words on the tongues of our children on the visions and hopes for a world so much more than we can see and imagine. And among us and the grocery store cashiers and bus drivers and essential workers, those who have the least power in our society, people of God, we're catching a moment of the Spirit now, catching it, naming it as it pours out, enlivens, empowers, strengthens us. I'm curious what images you bear today what images of the spirit you are carrying with you, how your soul is stirring with the life that God is breathing into you. As we notice this together, we give thanks to God. Amen.